Hello and welcome to the Tuesday night music show, which will be the last Tuesday night music show of the year. But it yep. doesn't really matter because you're not going to see this until probably, I don't know, mid-summer February. 2022, the way yeah. these things get posted. <laughs> I heard October. <laughs> it might be. <laughs> so, which is weird because... You know, I'm going to do some pop topics because I really don't have anything, and I'm going to keep it light. You know, it's the end of the year. Sure. One question okay. that that I had was, you know, kind of in general, do you guys do New Year's resolutions at all? Oh hell no. Yeah, sometimes it depends. Nope. Never. Yeah, you know, I'm I'm with you, Jay. It, it depends. I. Yeah. Nope. I don't tell anybody what I do typically. No, I don't. I, I don't make them known. I kind of I do, in my I do head. Them, I do them throughout the year. I, I'll say like, okay, new path. Yeah, but I don't wait till oh New Year's and now oh, I'm right. a different person. Or I think I'm when you're younger, this. Yeah, when you're younger, you view it as the, like even having the topic of like, hey, it's end of the year, and I'm like, no, it's Tuesday, and yeah. next week will be Tuesday, and there'll be fifty two of them. And every mm-hmm. year there's 52 of them. And sometimes the end of the year might be July. Like the yeah. end of my year was November because well, it was the last wedding I did. So let, let's, let's, sure. it's funny you should say that. I said the same thing. My season is over. And right. then like what happened with everybody, uh, well, at least in our little circle, like, boom, getting slammed. I got yeah. two events in, in February. Like, what's yeah. up with yeah. that? This is supposed to be my downtime until my first wedding in April. Well, I'll tell you why I look at it as a year. And, and it, as a DJ, the reason I look at it that way is because, and it's not an issue right now, or I shouldn't call it an issue, but it's not a factor right now, would be the NAM show. You oh, know, that was man. happening early in that January. It was something to look forward to, and it was all this new stuff. So. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, it was New Year, new stuff as a DJ, and then you start your calendar year. That's how I always kind of looked at it. But if if we were to assume the position that we did entertain something that resembled a New Year's resolution as a DJ, does anybody have anything that they'd like to uh, work on or improve on in the in the following year? Oh, I think that's a constant. Yeah. Is this there anything in particular that, that you're thinking, I really need to change this, or yeah, I'd like I to want, be better with this uh, this specific thing? I want to be able to at least do a baby scratch competently from one track to the next and not make it look like it was a wish and a prayer that I pulled it off, <laughs> because I think it throws the client into a different realm of like, whoa, like I don't want, I don't aspire to be Cubert on any level. I think it would be cool to do little stuff, mm. but I think just once in a while, there's tracks that really kind of say, this would really build the energy up on a full dance floor if I went wiki, 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 wah. <laughs> you know, you know, Jay, I, I wish we lived closer. I do only have one hand left, but I think I think I could spend an hour or two with you and you'd have it mastered. It's, it's not hard. No, I think it's, I've mm. learned by watching everybody, it's not this. Like, I've seen guys scratch with one finger. I just watched Kuiper, and she literally just puts a finger down and goes like this, and she's amazing. It's this. Yeah. You know, it's like when you look at guitar, like, this is the strumming hand, your right hand usually, and then it's the left hand that's pulling chords and notes and, you know, all that. And I think it's the mm-hmm. same with scratching from what, you know, my 
little brain can fathom. Well, it's you're, you're looking at it. You're looking at it from an interesting perspective. You're looking at it from, you know, a, a, an art of scratch perspective. And I don't know. I, I'd love to work with you on this. I, yeah, I think it's it a pers- be, it's two hands working together. Well, I, I think it would be fun to kind of do some philosophy on it with you, just to you know, kind of put the scratch into perspective. I haven't done it in a long time because I haven't brought decks out, but when you would hear a scratch in my mix, it really didn't have anything to do with, oh, I want to put a scratch here. It had to do with throwing a song in on cue with an open fader. It wasn't like, oh, wiki, wiki, wiki. wiki." It was like, you know, it's like time to go. The fader just came over early for it. It was kind of the Grandmaster Flash way of doing things. He didn't. But, But I like his style. Like I, I do, I, I can, love this. I can That's... respect Shortcut and D Styles and Qbert and all these people mm-hmm. as being very talented at the artistry of manipulating mm. the mixer and the piece of vinyl. But I also think there's something about the bare bone roots. I mean, as much as we gain in technology, let's say with working out, it still comes down to somebody picking up a bar with weights on it and doing curls that they've been doing for. 80 or mm. 90 or 100 years. Listen to I the song. Scratchings like that a little. If, if that's what you enjoy, listen to the song by the BST Boys rhyming and stealing off of uh, Licensed Ill because they're looping Sweet Leaf. And every scratch they do in there, I know exactly what the, it's organic. I mean, that's just part of making the loop and they're just going open fader on some of it. Yeah. Listen Does to that, that and kind of get your head around that. And I think, I think that would help you out a lot. Yeah, with I'll have to check that. Again. That I mean, too. I know I've the been track, stealing Beastie Boys. It's it's been it starts forever. out that way. Took a doom. They're throwing it in. They're throwing a song in on beat, and then when they loop it, you hear a. It's I don't know. It's cool. Yeah. Have a. I mean, even something like some of the Incubus tracks, you know, which are not scratch tracks, but yet, like in the middle of it, all of a sudden, he brings it in on beat, but he brings it in as a scratch. Right, and so but it's like that's a, it's an organic thing, it's like, and it just sounds amazing to me. Like I like the yeah. less is more approach. It's it's not scratching for scratch sake. No, 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 no. I don't want. I don't want to. I don't. I don't. Yeah. I won't put in the time that I think you need yeah. to dedicate to become really proficient. But I'm happy to put in an hour a day for a while till I'm comfortable going. <laughs> oh, these it. are speaking to each other. You need to learn how to loop tracks. That that that's going to be the thing that's going to open up all the doors for you. Is learn how to loop tracks with with uh, records, just looping eight bars, and I've done videos on it. I can send you a link to it. It's not hard. You've got Serato, you got turntables. You'll be able to yeah. get your head around this pretty quick. Well, I, can I, I want yeah. in on this because my scratching is backspin into the next song. And that's the truth. <laughs> it's but just throwing a song into beat. I mean, that's move. how I look at it. That's that's where you start. I think a lot of people want to start with just moving the record back and forth and making the scratchy sound. But if you're doing it on a practical level, it, I, I feel like, I don't know, but I'm OG like that. I mean, that's what I've been told and wow. fine, whatever. I'll I'll own it. I kind of am. So anyway, you are. You are. Yeah, we'll, we'll play. maybe we'll play around with it uh, after the show. We'll get flagged for any music content I have on here, but. Perhaps it's I'll one of those things that I, I want somebody as a guest at a wedding next year that was at a wedding this year or two years ago to be like, wow, things were awesome. And y- you see the growth pattern, because I think if we're not growing, that's why when I go to some of these conferences, I just shake my head mm-hmm. like, is anyone here going to talk about being a 
and DJ? Or do you guys just want to talk about how many millions of dollars you've invested in Parkways? And it's like, once in a while, you got to take it down to the, like, example, I did a set last night on Twitch. Mm. It started as techno. Well, after about 45 minutes of, and it was good techno, it was good mixes. I mean, I was happy with it. But after like 45 minutes, when you're by yourself in an office with six people watching on a computer screen, techno can start to get a little droning. So I just said, hey, Rebecca's here. JC was there, I think. John was there. I'm like, hey, anyone up for some, you know, dark wave? Yep. I'm like, great. Let's do the next hour of dark wave. Well, as I'm doing it, one of the tracks I played that's a 2018 dark wave song had this like, synth thing in the beginning. Well, I, I heard Metro by Berlin. So I grabbed Metro, I looped the first two bars and then mixed them over each other and went into it. And Jay, John was like, I saw that coming. That's perfect. That's awesome. And I'm like, you know what? I'm going to do a set Wednesday, but it's going to be dark wave and 80s, darker, gothier, like Depeche Mode, New Order, Love and Rockets, The Smiths, Dark Wave, Nine Inch Nails. And it's a challenge because now I have to put together a set and I want to play for three hours. To me, that's trying to be a better DJ. And that's one mm-hmm. of the joys of Twitch. Well, let me, let me, let me here. just stop you and take you back a few segues. Are, are you planning on bringing out your turntables to events? Is that something you'd like to do? Yes. Yes. I, mean, I, I got okay. phase. Oh. Right. Well, maybe that's something to put on. Now. Yeah. I'd like to offer that to clients and say, yeah, this or this, this is why my fee is now here, but you, you choose. Do you want me to use these or do you want me to use this? And if sure. they go, Oh, you have turntables. You got it. There you go. I can show up with phase because mm. I saw shortcut on Twitch last week with slip mats and phase with no vinyl. And the light went off like, wait a second with phase. I don't even need vinyl. So the fear of warping vinyl at 90 degrees goes away. Yeah. Yeah. Don't worry about it. I just, uh, cause again, since I'm, I, I think your warping vinyl thing is just weird anyway, but that's another but it warp. You know what I, I found strange so. was some guys took the tone arms off of their turntables and they don't need them. Face. I mean, but that's, yeah. I mean, yeah, but if uh, you got a real piece of vinyl, wouldn't you want the ability to then be able to like pop the phase off? <laughs> you would, you would think go, so. Uh, yeah. I would think, I mean, if you're going to do that for the client, you should have a piece of vinyl, even if it's control vinyl, <laughs> wouldn't you think? Well, well yeah. Yeah. I think so. I've, and I've heard DJs do this, and I think it's a great idea. They get a custom white piece of vinyl. With, and then with their logo? With either their logo or the bride and groom's monogram. And then Ooh. they have people sign it throughout the night, and mm. they give it to the bride and groom as a present. Oh, that's, that's cool. an awesome idea. You could get a white Serato time code sure. and then get a Sharpie and, like, halfway through the night, take one of them off and replace it with a black and go, hey, everybody, at some point, I need all of you to sign this. It's a gift to the bride and groom. Now, everyone's going to be all stoked. They're signing this vinyl. And then at the end of the night, you give it to the bride and groom. They frame it or something. And it's kind of a cool memory of their experience with you. And maybe the middle has your company logo. Just I'm, I'm spitballing at. Sure. Good ideas. Yeah, but uh, it's I wanna... a great idea. It's a great idea. No, although you do not do the New Year's resolutions, Howie, is there anything that you're thinking maybe you would like to do differently in the calendar year or change or improve on you think should work on his lighting skills yeah, yeah i need to, to i it. need to up my game on that for sure um no, <laughs> actually 
Actually, I came across something that I didn't think that I would ever encounter. And now I'm actually working on, I'm working on an invention that will, um, I'm hoping that it will be successful so that you can use either an iPad or a laptop or anything electronic in 30 below degree. You were talking about that on your show. Yeah. 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 Because yeah, it it happened twice already where they just shut down. Extreme hot, extreme cold. Like that's the thing Uh, I get inspired by failures. Sure whether they're mine or anyone else's and, and not to be critical of them, but to help them like, Hey, I think yeah. I can help you out. You know? Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's, that's how you do it. I mean, that's how I do it anyway. A problem yeah. pops up and you need a solution for it. And necessity is the mother of invention. You know, I, I think the heat yeah. issue to solve that, Howie, I think that's the billion dollar idea. Cause you look at like Vegas DJs, it's 95 degrees in March. Well, and they're that's, out at a the, pool. that's the trick is that I want this device to be able to do either hot or cold. Yeah, that would be like amazing. Katy Perry. Yeah, because like how many DJs are in 30 below zero weather that often? But right. I'm I'm right. in weather over 95, 100. Right. Maybe so, 15 weddings. I mean, I the only if I did have to make a resolution of sorts. I think I would work on my time management more. I tend to start like right now I have three prog unfinished projects that I'm working on. And now this came up and I'm so excited about doing this. I'm almost ready to start this before I finish the other three. Right. And that's kind of like, I feel bad about that. Well, I don't know if you should feel bad about that. And I'll tell you why. Some, and I, I don't, you probably, you may think the way I do, I don't know, but sometimes I'm working probably. on a project and I, I kind of, yeah, <laughs> go figure. We think the light, we think alike on something. A lot. <laughs> sometimes I'm working on a project and I, I just hit a brick wall. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just like, okay, I, I can't see past this brick wall, mm-hmm. but I got to get past it to finish the project, but I can't see past it. Well, sure. I could probably just hot fudge it together. But that's not what I wanted to do, right? No. So sometimes I'll walk away from it. Yes. And I'll do something else. Yes. Until and then if I go back to it, I can now see past the wall and say, oh, okay. Yeah. I was almost too close to it mm-hmm. at the time. Yes. And I do it with, I've talked about this before, with mixing. Because sometimes, you know, I've hit brick walls with trying to do certain transitions or mixes or techniques and i'm like i can't do it so let's say i was working in virtual dj well maybe i should try it on turntables for a while and see how that works or maybe go into a program like ableton or mixmeister and try it there and see how it works mm-hmm. then i can go back to virtual dj and it's like oh okay i get it now because i just had a different perspective on it sometimes i feel like a person needs to walk away if you don't yeah. have the right solution, walk away. It's there. You'll become inspired eventually. And maybe the eventually. inspiration will come from your next project. So I wouldn't even feel bad about that. And But usually the 
inspiration, and I know it happens to you, is you'll be sleeping and be the middle of the night and you'll wake up with, oh, Oh, there it is. Yeah. Oh, oh, here, there it is. Got to go down and work on it. You know, (laughs) I dream, I dream mashups and mixes. I do. I do. And and I wake up, it's like, did I hear that somewhere? Or did I just like totally Paul McCartney that? Yeah. Right. What happened here? And, and I'll have to come down here and work it out. Yep. Yeah. And that, that's, that's good stuff. Well, you know, I was, I was stuck on because with Jay, when you were in the summer, you were mixing and you had your camera overhead. And I was, I love that. And I heard other people going, put the regular camera back on. And I'm like, no, 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 no. I'm watching your hands and I'm trying to emulate some of the effects you were doing in the looping and stuff. And I, and man, I, I, I got stuck. I got stuck and I had to walk away. And then eventually it came to me. And I got that 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 little looping effect thing that you do. And I'm like, wow, this is like magic. You know, I was like, but I had to walk away. I did. I did. You, do. Away you know, I, I think that where you need to be careful and and this is a lesson I learned from my my dad. Not that he ever learned it, but I watched him do it just habitually and I just didn't want to do it. He didn't finish much. He started a lot of things. Mm-hmm. but but he didn't really follow through with a lot of things i would say out of every 50 projects he started he completed one and he did it perfect mm-hmm. but but most of the time things just went unfinished and he never went back to them for some reason that that is a bad habit to have but if you have a handful of projects going at once and you're just waiting for inspiration or something to hit you to finish them i think that's probably okay that that's that those are my rules i just made them up no but that works for me because it took a year for me to have the breakthrough for that uh driving movie speaker i wanted it to still look you know hey that looks like no i didn't want to drill holes in it and put you know put like an antenna or have a cord hang i you know i just I I was not satisfied with the technology that I had at the time. And then it, it it actually did come to me while I was sleeping. And I was like, I got it. I can do this. And I was so excited to do that. The only thing I felt bad about was that I didn't get it to you before here. No, it's all right. The car shows, but we're we're all looking forward. And then when I say we're all looking forward, I, I mean, Eris, Mikey, you know, yeah. anybody who has looking forward to using it with the yeah. exhaust home going through it. And I think that's brilliant. And and that's why I love working with you on ideas, because I'm thinking this sounds really good. And I got a really high quality speaker. And then you took it and flipped it and you're going to play your engine through it. That's yeah. brilliant. That's brilliant. That's not what I thought. But our two minds together made something completely unique. Nobody's well, done well, that. again, it's mother's invention. I mean, you, you look at it, you say, okay, this is really cool. It's, it's old school. It's retro. It's been re- right. It's been uh, resto modded into this battery yes. power Bluetooth speaker. That's mm-hmm. so cool. So it's going to be something you can use at a car show. Well, what's going on at a car show? Usually a band. Right. Or a DJ. So, it's mm-hmm. kind of weird to play music through it. So I don't want to do that. Uh, but what could I do with it? 
So, so then it comes down to what do you use it for? Necessity is the mother of invention. Here I am trying to demo it in a video, knowing that I'll get flagged for content if I play a song through it. So I played the exhaust tone through it. And then after I post the video, I'm thinking to myself, that's how you use it. Exactly that's what I, I went it. like I did. I was like, brilliant, freaking brilliant. But I didn't even realize that I had come up with anything cool until after I'd posted the video. I didn't either. I was like, I didn't, I, I had to keep it a surprise from you. And, and then, you know, had we collaborated, we probably would have came up with that sooner, but I'm glad that I kept it from you. And then you got it and, and just totally flipped what my vision was. And it turned out even better than my vision. So I'm well different. I'm over the moon. Different with it. You know, my, my resolution and I do this every year, usually I do it quietly. I'll go ahead and tell you what it is. Uh, for, for years, I've had the uh, one particular resolution that I think I still try to remind myself of whenever something comes up. And that's just simply, you know, you don't need anything else. Like, like stop getting stuff. Yeah. Now, it's different with tools. It's different with records. Right. But I don't need a hot tub. I don't need another vehicle. Yeah. I don't need, you know, this crap. You know, people are saying the same thing about records and tools. <laughs> I'm just, I don't want to, I don't want to be that guy, but I'm going to be that Actually, guy. Just yeah. say it's some, somebody else is watching this going like I records. Screw that. I, I, I allow myself certain things. Right. I knew you know, I just Wars do. There, I but, would call them guilty pleasures. It's like, that's your thing is collecting that stuff. I have a My place for those things. Microphones. Do I need more microphones? No. Yeah. But it's my I, thing. I'm trying not to collect. I mean, I've got things that my father has, you know, left me for all practical mm -hmm. proof. There are things that were, were, they meant something to my dad. So they mean something to me. Mm -hmm. I just got something the other day, yesterday, that I now have to find a place for it. Mm -hmm. And I love it. I, lo I love it. It's, I'll show you. It's, it's, I can't wait to see this. It's, it's this, uh, oh, car. Yeah. oh, that's oh, cool. Gosh. Yeah. And it, it's got like the steering wheel really turns the wheels and it's got a little oh, 29 wow. hypo motor in it. That's detailed and correct with the export brace and the whole bit. It's really a nice piece. Wow. It's, it's scale. So I bought a case for it. I'm going to put it in my TV room. Um, oh, but I awesome. don't like knickknacks, but I dig this, you know. Right. You yeah. got to keep it away from the that, grandkids. It's kind of cool. It's, it's worth something. I could sell it, but I'm going to hang on to it. No, um, that's not a knickknack. That's a keepsake. Yeah, that's kind of knickknack in my world. But yeah, I mean, well, I, I mean, try not to take in those things. But if it's, you know, something like that, I'll take. I kind yeah. of respect when people are passionate about things. Mm -hmm. even, if, even to the point of me making fun of them. <laughs> I, I, I work with a couple of DJs who have lightsabers. Right. I'm like, oh, that's cool. And they make certain noises and different colors. I'm like, yeah, you're really into Star Wars. That's cool. And then you find out they bought them for $500 and spent another $150 to have them customized. And that's where I immediately just go to, dude, I don't care if Mark Hamill, Darth Vader, and give me another character's name, show up at your house. $650 on a toy as a man in his 40s, I just, I can't do it. 
Now, somebody's going to be like, <laughs> well, you do this. And I completely understand that. But I don't collect toys. I'm a grown man. I don't have toys. No. I have things. You have I, things. And yeah. what do, what do you have? I got a toy. No, you have a toy, but it but that has significance <laughs> to, to something in life. But that's significance with your dad. Yeah, your dad. yeah, it means something. Right, getting a, to me spending seven hundred bucks on a fake sword from a movie. Well, if my dad was was Mark Hamill, maybe it would be cool to have. But dude's dad's not Mark Hamill. His dad's not Mark Hamill. I bet no. you know what? That's I'm not here to judge. Just like you, it's... no, I give them their way. But yeah. I just I will say I'm like. I respect that you're so dedicated to this. I'm Davey Dave, my old boss. He's got stuff. He'd be like, check it out. This Back to the Future hoverboard. I'm like, oh, that's cool. That's eight grand. Whoa, whoa, what? Yeah, every time you bring up the lightsaber, I immediately think it's Davey Dave. I don't know that it is, but I think it is. No, but but he's passionate about that stuff. Yeah. And he spends days and weeks and months researching it and then getting it. Like, I, I respect the passion. Yeah. But... I don't have anything that I look at and go, wow, good thing I've got this. I've just never been a collector. Yeah. Again, I do. I kind of envy people that are like, yeah, my collection's worth $200,000. I'm like, how? Right. Minimum wage dude at a grocery store. Where'd you come up with 200K? Well, I gave up a kidney and I sacrificed some plasma <laughs> and, you know, I traded up and I did this, I did that. It's like Connor. Kid's on his 16th car. He's been driving for two and a half years. I mean, he's learning. That's I different. Know. He's he's learning in the process. Oh, he's totally learning. But he's also I don't know what you learn from collecting a lightsaber. But again, trying not he's to had it. well, he's had four BMWs. I haven't. I've insured four BMWs. <laughs> I haven't really owned or driven them. Right. So everybody, oh, you, you were you, know, you were put put in a microphone there for a minute. We you were having oh, a microphone. I was, just, I was gonna oh. I was gonna ask Jay. Do you consider this a toy? Yeah, but it's see, only, that's that goes it's only 70 career. years old. Oh, if I had like when I see DJs that have old mixers or their old gear or they're a guitar player that owns all of their guitars, they've never gotten rid of any. I totally yeah. get into that. I just and I hope I don't offend. I know I won't offend you two, but don't take this offensively. I'm fans of certain sporting organizations, but mm -hmm. I'm not going to give them $300 of my hard earned money so I can advertise a multi-million dollar athlete's name right. and walking down the street. I'm just as supportive as you are. You just put your money where your mouth is by buying the t-shirt. Like I would buy About a t-shirt. I wouldn't buy a Tom Brady t-shirt. And I really like Tom Brady, but everybody's different. If nothing, I almost want to come up with something that I can look at and say, ooh, look what I collect now, that I have my own little thing, you so know? So what I was talking about with this resolution thing, I think the one thing mm -hmm. that I do try to do every year is be more helpful and more understanding. I mean, that's really ultimately what I yeah. want to do. Mm -hmm. Even yeah. when it comes to people collecting lightsabers. Yeah. Even when it comes to that. Yeah. I, I think, think I, I, could, more I, think I could improve on my empathy a bit and be kinder. There's things I'm thinking about that, I, I, I guess I always knew, but I didn't like organize the thought in my head to to be able to express it to anyone else. But there's this thing that I do, and we all do it, where we think about 
just for instance, just as an example only, not not to go off on a rant about this, but we romanticize the music of our youth and we talk about how much better it is than today's music. Well, no, that's and true. how much better movies are and how much better cars were all of these things. And, you know, here's mm. the goofy part about, it. you know, if you presented all of these things to somebody who would never experienced any of them, they would probably agree with you. But the thing is, is that every generation does this. Mm-hmm. And, oh. and just because, yeah, let's just say some stuff from back in the day was cooler than what's happening now. I think the young people are tired of hearing us saying it. And yeah, we get yeah. to the point where we are just dismissing anything new. We wouldn't even give it a chance at all, ever, because we're so incredibly jaded. I don't want to be that guy. And I'm, I'm very hyper aware of yeah. that going into yeah. my 50s. Me I'm going to start. I'm going to start accepting that the Prius is a great car and Cardi B is talented. <laughs> well, uh-huh. I mean, no, you I'm can really have an opinion. <laughs> Ted Newton have- had a 75 Camaro for me, please. <laughs> I'm not talking about loving everything. I'm talking about not dismissing an entire generation's culture. I know, and That's I, and I agree with you. I, I don't think we purposely dismiss the generation. There's definitely tracks that I listen to now, and I go, "This is a great new song." There is great new music. And oh, yeah. I just find that I'll just put it as bluntly as I can. The great music of your generation rarely gets to number one on the billboard. Like today, back in our day, the number one billboard songs were the great songs because of the way music was judged. Sometimes, sometimes. I mean, usually. And I talked about this. And from different, you know, years in the 70s and 80s. It's consistently like, oh, well, that's that was a great song. Oh, Michael Jackson, Def Leppard, ooh, the police. Oh, yeah, but, but today the top ten, Drake has three songs uh, in the top ten. Yeah, today, you can't name any of them. No, and you're in a my in my lifetime. Weird. I I've, I'm self aware that I like the weird stuff. I, mean, I don't like the mainstream stuff. I never have. Like as right. a rule, if there's something that I like, it's in it's mainstream. It's unusual. I usually like the things that are different. And I discussed this with Howie a little bit last night. Yeah. The things that people complain about with different things are the things I love about them. Example. Oh, well, it's it Example. I don't it doesn't sound like everything else. Yeah, that's why I like it. It doesn't sound like everything else. Mm-hmm. Like what? Give me an example. Like Captain well, Beefheart kind of stuff or no, no, no. Okay, here, here's a really good example. This just happened, and it, this is a movie thing. This isn't a music thing, but this is an example. Okay. Matrix 4 came out. It's on HBO Max, and a lot of people are bashing it, and they don't like it because it's different. It makes you think too much. Right. And right. I'm thinking, that's exactly why I like it. But wasn't that it's the greatest different. parts of the first and It makes one? me think, and I love that about it. Yes. It's unique. You know, I put it as a positive instead of a negative. Exactly. I think the same way. If it makes me think that's a good thing. But that's the complaint most people have about it. But that's too heavy. Isn't that sad for them? I've been waiting for a movie like this. You know, I mean, it wasn't what I expected. One of those non-judgment points. Like, I admit, I will say I don't understand how people like something. But I will say that, and at least my inner voice will say, I'm not judging you for liking it. I'm just saying 
whatever it's doing for you, it doesn't do that for me. I don't have right. a connection. Mm-hmm. You you don't have to like what I like. I, right. In fact, I'll prove it. Go on Facebook or Instagram and find out what I really like. You're really going to have a tough time because I try to keep all that to like, I, mm-hmm. I don't want to be judged. I don't want to be put in that battle. Oh, I don't care. I can't believe you like this care. and I don't like that. No, you don't care. But the thing is, it's not even a matter of caring. It's more a matter of it gets in the way of the point of social media to me is not, hey, everyone, look at me. It's more a matter of, hey, I've got a business to run. I saw a comedian that you would love, Brian. He said, I love how on Facebook and Instagram, every time there's a tragedy in someone's life, people always have to post the same thing. You're in my thoughts and prayers. I'm so sorry. Mm -hmm. And what they're really saying is you have a big tragedy. There's a lot of attention on you right now, but don't forget about me. (laughs) I'm over here giving you thoughts and prayers. Everyone look at me for a second. Let's not dismiss. And I was just like, Oh my God, that's scarily true in a lot of respects. I mean, all the social media stuff is is a whole other conversation, but you know, I, I mean, I guess I can say it. It's a bummer that social media has homogenized things so much and it has, it's homogenized art in a huge way. It's homogenized fashion. It's homogenized music, movies, everything. Anytime something's a little different, there's somebody who wants to beat it up. And if they get a lot of attention, then it's the whole bully pulpit thing. Back in the 90s and the 80s and the 70s, you didn't have that. No. Something new or different would come out. And you may, in your little circle, suggest that you don't like it, but then you see it more and more and more. It's like, okay, you're kind of warming up to it, and then it becomes a thing. Now, mm-hmm. you can't have a fashion trend that's different. You can't go on the runway with something a little different. Because enough people will bash it and destroy it so much that it doesn't stand a chance. And it's like, maybe you don't know everything. People are very uncomfortable now. It, right. It's, it's just, it's, it's a homogenized yeah. world we live in. So when something happens that's new and different and unique, I'm all over it. Well, because it we, the it's cracks, a different generation, yes. I love it. Brian. I explained to my kids the other day that there was a time in my life in the 80s when I would not leave the house without having ironed a crease. I don't huh. care if I was wearing jeans. They had creases. And the game was... How sharp was your crease? And you would roll that bottom up and you'd have the shoes. And you were one of those. Oh, Oh, my God. Yeah, I never did that. That was like a 70s thing. I hung out with people. My mother did it. Took a lot of pride in like, look, my pants have blue with yellow pockets and my jacket's blue with yellow pockets, too, because I got it at Tello's. So if you want to know how old you are watching this show and you know what Tello's is. I have no idea. Just stop. Okay. I'm just going to try to be more understanding. I'm going to try to, you know, yeah. and, and, but, but that's me not dismissing this generation's everything. Mm-hmm. They've probably got something that's cool. Is my stuff better in my opinion? Yeah. But that doesn't mean that their stuff has no value. I'm still here to check it out. That's, that's it. I just, mm-hmm. I want to be that guy, you know, I don't right. want to be. The that, old guy who just sits that. around and, these kids today. And no, no, no. Let's I don't want to be the guy. But you gave me an idea. That speaker you have, could I play the exhaust note from my Tesla through it? <laughs> I can I mean, make I it know, hum. I know the new I things are better. <laughs> you know, 
I like Teslas. I, I like it. What's that? It's my Tesla. Hey, I think I, they're great cars, but you know what? I, I, I want to hear something really loud. I want to hear, I want to see big back tires and side pipes. And I'll record my it, exhaust note. You can play it, a, it's on what the I grew up with. Tesla. You can stream it through your phone. And you know what, Brian? I yeah. think part of it is that missing of youth. I don't think it's always judging the new kids. I think it's sometimes just missing. Man, look at all the things I could have done when I was young that I didn't do. Mm-hmm. And I don't want these kids to get an upper. Like I told my son, I'm like, if I was 21, not married today with a job or some money in the bank, I'd go buy a van. I'd overland the heck out of that thing. And I'd get online and try to make a social media presence and travel the world in my van. I think the no, fact you know that the, what the, we thought of being homeless 30 years ago or Chris Farley in a van down by the river today, right. the status thing, I'm all for it. Like, hey, kids, yeah. get <laughs> cut the cord, get in your van. I, and, oh. I, I was just thinking of it like this. It's like the generation <laughs> thing. And, and I might do it. old guy who just everything he had was better. I'm thinking about let's let's just say, OK, for the sake of argument that. I don't know. There was there was a, a a husband and wife who had a kid, right? Very attractive couple, and they had a kid, and their kid, you know, hooked up with a person that maybe wasn't a ra- raging beauty. Okay, let's just mm-hmm. say that it would be the equivalent of the dad saying, "You know, your mom was a lot hotter than your than your wife. I did a lot better than you did." Ooh, well, yeah, you yeah. know what? Yeah, you, you, you did, and but don't rub it in. Yeah, right. you know what? Shut up and move on. That's love. I think you love yeah. who you love. I don't think that's a judgment yeah. point quite the same. No. I see what you're saying. You see I what did, I'm saying. But I will say, I'll still put stranglehold up against WAP. I'm just okay. How about smarter? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Next question. Next question. All right, Howie. Yes, Have you sir. had a song going through your head lately? Uh, actually, um, I'm going to say... If you have mm, to think about it, you haven't had a song going through yet. I, I, I guess I, I really have... Um, not that I can talk about. Okay. All right. I, I, That's it, okay. It's a date night song, and I... It's yeah. okay. It's private. I'm going to keep it private. We know where your your head's at pizza night. We'll just leave it at that. Yeah. Yes, Jay, it is. Yes, you got a song is. going through your head lately. Yeah. Um, what? The Other Side by SZA and Justin Timberlake. Wow. Mm. Yeah. Do you know what track. triggered it? I heard it as bumper music on a TV show. I think okay. the news. And oh. it was they played it as bumper out. Yeah. Segment. And I should say, I rewound. I'm like, oh, what? Wait, I love that melody. It sound, it's very uh-huh. kind of intriguing. I rewound it and shazammed it. And I'm like, oh, I have this as one of the promo only, like, you know, exclusive hit things, kind of, you know, sure. I got it, but I didn't know I had it. Yeah. Like, this needs to go on a different playlist. And it inspired a new cocktail playlist mm-hmm. of getting tracks that are newer like that, but mixing them with older. It was a morning kind show, thing. wasn't it? That did that? Yeah. Yeah, I, they do that here, too. I, I don't know why it sticks out in my head. I had heard it before, but it was just surprising to hear it as bumper music when it came out. was yeah. when Outkast did The Way You Move. And they were using it 
as morning show bumper <laughs> music. And I was like, wow, that is hot. Yeah, it's a, Latin it's a great beat. track. That's oh, Outcast. I know track. this song. Yeah. What was the first, just a side note with Outcast, I remember Bombs Over Baghdad was the first time I ever heard of them. And just love that track, Bombs Over Baghdad. First thing I ever remember hearing was Rosa Parks. But that's the thing. Rosa and everything else came after Bombs. Bombs was on the album before. Yeah. And I just remember thinking, this is a great song, but it's going, it's, it's not going to do much for me as a DJ. Like, I don't know where I'm going to play it because it's so spit rapid fire. <laughs> and then the next album comes out and it's like, Where You Move, Hey Yeah, Rosa Well, they did Cars. the one with Miss Jackson at first. Miss Jackson, right. Like, but that yeah. culminates, you know, that pack of tracks. I still don't drop bombs over Baghdad very often, yeah. if at all. But it was just interesting that one song would get you into something that would later on become the least important track of it. I saw something recently, uh, and I didn't look at it close, but I, I go to MSN News just to check things out, and I click through. And there was a story that said artists that quit when they were on top of their game, and Outcast was like the picture. It's like, oh, yeah, yeah, speaker box, the love below. Absolutely. Yeah, that, yeah. Was, that was the... But it made no sense that they quit then. Well, it kind of did because I think it did. I mean, if you really look at it, because they did that whole Idlewild thing, it didn't do very well after that. So they didn't really quit on top of their game. They actually kind of. I just think artists like that have more to say and more to do. And it's like the music industry used to be make an album, tour for six months, put out another album, tour. Like, you know, the 70s, you'd have two albums a year from bands. Mm. It was pretty, that wasn't unheard of. And now it's like, you've got to constantly hit with music. I mean, Drake now holds some record as like the most top 10 tracks of any artist. His catalog is ginormous now, and he's constantly in the top 10. And I do play him, but there's only a handful of tracks I'm playing. And yet he's a ton of tracks out. Really difficult for me to play Drake's song. There's a down tempo and for what I do. God's plan plays. Like he's got a new one too. Um, I think it's too sexy. It's actually pretty good. It samples. I can't remember the track. It samples, but it's like 120 something. But it's sampling a track we know, like a famous, famous mm. 80s track. I just can't for the life of me. So the song going through my head right now, <laughs> and I don't know why, it came out of nowhere. Is "Rock Me Gently" by Andy Kim? Oh, that's a great track. Mm. Yeah, but why is it going through my head and? And yeah, but that's one is, of those tracks. Like, well, yeah, seasons in the sun. Every once in a while, mm. gets in my head, and I'm like, "Where did that <laughs> right. come from?" The night Chicago died. Hello, darkness, my old friend. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> there are tracks that, like, you know, that's that track you just said is in that list of a hundred songs that'll out of nowhere. Yeah. Love is like oxygen by the sweet. By the sweet, yeah, yeah. It's, like, yeah. Dent, 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 and I'm like, wait, where? Where did the sweet show up tonight? Do you know the one that pops up once in a while, and I really like it that it does, is Linda Ronstadt's remake of Heatwave. Yeah, that's oh. a good one. That yeah, particular remake, one. she did a such a nice job on that. Mm-hmm. I like it better than than the was it Martha and the Vandrells version? Is that who did it? They did it. Didn't yeah. um, Bruce Springsteen do it too? Heat yeah, wave? and I enjoyed her. Um, I want to say he did uh, the interview or whatever you call it, documentary on Linda Ronstadt. That was really wonderful. I just saw that two weeks ago. Remember Certified Lover Boy? Certified by Lover Boy? Um, oh, no, no, no. 
The Smash 1991 Brothers Fred. What? Oh, right said Fred. That's it. I'm too sexy. Right. That no, that's the sample Drake uses in Way Too Sexy. Because oh. for fans. Wow. Wow. Right, what a genius. They don't know who Right Said Fred is. Yeah. You know? What song did, did I swear Springsteen did that? Because there's a some covers. Well, I don't know if he did. On How fire, maybe. I'm not really a Springsteen guy. I mean, I respect him, but mm-hmm. I don't like his long epic things he does. I'm a hungry heart guy, you know. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's a yeah, good song. Bruce Springsteen does Heat Wave. Huh. And he does a good version of it, believe it or not. Wow. Yeah. Love Linda Ronstadt's version, though. It's it's like, it's campy. I don't know how else to describe it. Yeah. She makes it campy, and I like campy stuff. I forget about her all the time, and she has a great catalog. She has some she great does, tracks. But she she just had that voice and personality when she was young i remember seeing her in central park at the walman skating rink for three dollars and fifty (laughs) cents and in between songs when she spoke and said our next song i i just i melted she had that i was like oh my gosh she's one of those singers that you think of and say what a prolific singer songwriter and she did a thing she didn't know she she did not write no she was not you know the janice ian's and or a carol king's right joni mitchell's of the day right there there was there's something to be said for that period because again i think it was the approach of with everybody oh yeah well wasn't she she with poco and poco broke off and become the eagles with Poco, with the Eagles, yeah. with uh, Souther Hillman and Fury. In fact, I think her backing band was Riders Poco. of the Purple Sage. All, yeah. all those. There was know, all that, was that somewhere. California yeah. early seventies. All stuff. that California stuff. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Her backing they, band. They all. They all were like you know this this group of people. In my understanding of it, and it makes sense yeah. if you listen to it. They were really banking on like the next thing, like rock and roll was going to go away and it was going to be bluegrass. Yeah. So, they were all getting ready to be like the the front runners in this bluegrass movement. And then it kind of became kind of a country rock thing. And then eventually just rock. Mm-hmm. Right. Did, um, Graham Parsons. Graham Parsons rumors. Yeah. Yeah. It was another mm-hmm. of that incarnation of mm-hmm. we're all going to go this way together. And then all of a sudden the Eagles just kind of went whoosh, and just Eagles. ballistic. Yeah. Eagles did that. Yeah. Yeah, because yep. they were her backing. They were Linda Ronstadt's backing no, the, band as part of Poco. Yes. Was that the Eagles? Eagles. <laughs> yeah, will always the, be the Eagles to me. It's, it's the Eagles. The, not my the, day. It's just, when my day. No, the, it's the Eagles. <laughs> yeah, it's Eagles. I don't make well, the rules. Glenn Fry did. That's a Glenn. Well, and he's not with us anymore. Not with us to defend. But that's it. what he told me. It's but Eagles. If you, if, if you look it up. Uh, you know, you'll see various like Wikipedia will say Eagles. Another site will say the Eagles. Every album says Eagles. Every well, album I only say the Eagles. Eagles True. So you understand I'm not speaking about the birds. Oh, so when I say if I said Eagles, <laughs> you might stop. I'd be go, completely lost. <laughs> what right. Eagles? The Eagles. Oh, those oh, Eagles. Oh, that. Oh, that. Which group? Eagles? By that the way, group. I saw a video clip the other day of our friend Don Henley. Who yeah. I think is incredibly talented. 
yeah. who has gone completely Lars Ulrich on his music being used on they, Yeah, they, they all did and that. He's like, yeah. we're owed billions. So he's put together a group with 60 employees whose only job is to follow YouTube videos and mm -hmm. file claims. Like, I know. It's ridiculous. Don, relax. I get it. You're worth like 250, 300 million. I know you want more, but figure out some better way to get across to the, you know, the masses with your Well, music. there's one thing about Don that, uh, you know, you need to probably know. And if you knew this, it would make more sense to you. And what He's a boomer. They just want more. Oh yeah. Oh. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't I'm, I'm give me happy. more boomer. I'm happy. I played month of Sundays. I had, I had seven people go, I've never heard this song before. I'm like, it was on Creating the Perfect Beast. His first Building soap. the Perfect Beast. Building the Perfect Beast, yes. Mm -hmm. Well, the version I have was a bootleg and it's called Creating. Probably, yeah. Yeah, Probably like, the same bootlegs you have of the it's, Eagles. It's actually called the creating a perfect piece. <laughs> yeah, it says the. Jay, you're never going to hear the end of it. I could have it in with a Sharpie. <laughs> no, but it's a great, great song, Month of Sundays. I mean, it's a beautiful, so well written. Age of Innocence is a great album, too. End of Innocence. Mm -hmm. What's that? End of Innocence. End of Innocence. See, this is why you're here. Because yeah. keep you on your toes. I know yeah. what it's called. But if I say end of innocence, nothing happens. But if I, throw I remember, oh my gosh, you're having flashbacks. I remember yeah. when I first started doing wedding stuff, and, and there was a guy I worked with who was exactly like that. He was he was old school. He was super talented. The guy knew his stuff, but he was he'd screw things up. And this was like '89, and and it was time to like get into some kind of like you know dance energy set at an event and he looked at me and said all right all right red it's time for you to do this play that buffalo stampede song i'm like all right gotcha gotcha yeah i knew exactly what he meant but it was just great buffalo yeah. stampede yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> like it's like yeah that's jay i tried you, no way he's always close I'm, I'm not on that's, apple bottom jeans though i'm not that no good. that's <laughs> wait a minute brian that's the jay yeah yeah the jay that's the tw jay. 2022 it'll be the J. The J. The J. So everyone's clear. <laughs> just, no, I, I think there's he always lives in the Temecula. I think uh, there's room for off the 455. I don't know. Learning. I mean, I, I pride myself the same way you guys do. And I, I say this all the time. And it's the, one of the tr most truisms of being a DJ is as you get older, unless you shut yourself off, you get better. Because as the kids come in, I think so. They're like, Hey man, I'm a new DJ. I've been around for five years. I got this stuff on lockdown. Well, you have this on lockdown. We have this on lockdown because mm -hmm. I've got this. I mean, I can talk to my clients intelligently about everything going back to the twenties. You need to respect that and ask questions and not just go, yeah, I've got this new Drake remix. That's cool. And the guy throwing the party that wrote you the checks daughter is going to be thrilled. But at some point when he says, hey, can you play something slow? And you pull out, you know, new Ariana Grande 34 plus 35 and go, here you go. And he goes, not really what I was thinking. Yeah, yeah right. You know, you, that's the joy of my job. Every year it changes a little bit. I've seen the change over time of mm -hmm. we, we got away without doing a lot of mixing. And then it became mixing. Then it became short tracks and long tracks. And 
Mm-hmm. Now, every, everyone's got a perspective, and no mm-hmm. one's one hundred percent right. There is no perfect DJ. No, nobody's well, the, perfect. Yeah, mm-hmm. the the one thing that I think that we have in common, us seasoned guys, with some of the ones that are coming up right now, is that it's always for both of us a constant. You know, voyage of discovery. We're always oh, it's joyful though. I, oh, I take yeah. great joy in finding new music. I got excited about too. the SZA track. They they are too. <clears throat> we, they they may be discovering things that we already knew about. You know, but I think mm-hmm. a lot of them write that off and go. I'm not going to need to ever really know much about disco. I got staying alive, mm-hmm. and I got Casey and the Sunshine Band. I'm good. You are, and and I could we could put together. The top 200, the same way Mobile Beat and DJ Intelligence and everyone else does, and say, mm-hmm. here's the 200 go to songs that you could play. But the reality is, what shapes you as an artist, performer, entertainer that makes you different is not playing the exact same 200 songs at every single event, every single year. I, right. I posted a, a picture. I had to pull the Mustang out of the garage yesterday. Uh, to get Eris's brother's truck in my shop so we could fix the wiper motor. Anyway, Eris was in charge of the music and he was playing country. So I went and talked to mom because I refused to be in the shop when country was being played. <laughs> but what kind of country though? Good country or no? Hank country. Williams Jr. country. So oh, real country. And I, I don't no. like it. <laughs> I don't real country. No, it, re, it, it both kinds of music. It, it's, it, I have bad memories country associated Western. with that kind of stuff. So, girl. <laughs> so anyway, I come back out, and he's changed it to funk, and uh-huh. I hear this song that I don't think I'd ever heard before. Ray he's Parker playing Jr. it, and I in my mind I'm thinking, what the hell is this? It sounds like. Like a Parliament Funkadelic track I haven't heard before. That's what it sounds like. But I don't know this song. And towards the end of the song, he says, yeah, there's a guy I work with. And every time I play this Bootsy Collins song, he comes over and says, you're not supposed to know anything about Bootsy Collins. But I love this song. I'm like, I'd never heard this song. So here's this 24-year-old kid who's schooling me on something I didn't know about. It's magic. It's magic. I never know. I did a set seven or eight years ago at DJ Expo. And I was on the main stage in that little Times Square area, the big stage, and I had to do a 15, 20-minute set. And it went really, really well. But I admit to you the same thing I would be happy to tell anybody. Of the 14 tracks I played in 20 minutes, I think 10 of them came through my son. Yeah. Because I said something about doing Expo and I've got to do a main stage. What are you going to play? I said, I'd like to do like a house set. Oh, have you heard this? Really cool Montel Jordan. This is how we do it. House mix. I'm like, no. Yeah. Oh, do you like do you like uh, Jefferson Starship? Yeah. Oh, this White Rabbit remix? I'm like. Oh, he's on it. This is he's gorgeous. And Connor gave me all these tracks that I ended Connor, up playing. Connor's always been on it. That, that's yeah. his wheelhouse. Yeah. No, and I was just like, he's like, yeah, I'm friends with Borges on, on uh, Instagram. Connor and Colin are very different kids in that regard. Oh, totally. Yeah. Night and day. day. But that's the thing. It's like, I love finding new music. I like screwing with people with music. When people come to me and go, that Chris Stapleton, that that Tennessee whiskey, oh my God, bring a tear to your eye. I'm like, you heard the original? No, I think he wrote it. I'm like, 
No, he didn't. Yeah, it's a very you old sure? song. And you play the David Allen Coe version, which would yeah. be oh. like me showing up on an acoustic guitar in the street doing cashmere mm-hmm. out of tune and off beat. <laughs> That's how different you sound. That's literally, you listen to David Allen Coe and it's like, it's night and freaking day. And yeah. you realize very it's quickly, true. it's the talent yeah. of Chris Stapleton to interpret, much right. like Jimi Hendrix, right. interpreting all along the Watchtower from Bob mm. Dylan. Or Saul Zell doing Tainted Love. Okay, maybe that was a stretch. But I think it's better. <laughs> I, I'm just saying. I think it's, it's better. I think Hollow Notes, You Lost That Love and Feeling is better than The Righteous Brothers. And it's a very unpopular opinion, but I believe it to be true. I respect then, your opinion, though I don't then, agree with you. And I do love Hollow Notes. I respect your opinion, but you're wrong. Yes. No, no, no I'm not saying you're wrong. No, no. Saying a lot I, of people if don't I like, pick yeah. one of those two to play, I'd probably play The Righteous Brothers. I can't stand The Righteous Brothers. There's something about them. I think they're just, you know, they're righteous. I don't like that about them. <laughs> they're just too righteous. <laughs> like, where, where's they're self-righteous. How's that? We've they're had a righteous forty-five minute discussion about being accepting and in the new year, and all of a sudden, get to the righteous brothers. Brian just backpedals everything. They're yeah, self-righteous I, I, brothers. I think. I think collectively, as as a group, we should have a New Year's resolution of being. Uh, smile more, being happy, being funny, <laughs> <laughs> having, having a coherent show topics that John's poor son can like name, like actually pull something from this and give it a name because there's something in there that yeah, kind of follows John, the pattern of a topic. Yeah, the, the to- this is going to be called when this comes out in November. It's going to be called I, Brian doesn't like the Righteous Brothers. <laughs> I can see it now. By the way, I do I do have a resolution for the show. All oh right. boy. I have a resolution for the show and I'm dead serious. Yeah. I think starting in 2022, I think it would be pretty cool since we're very music driven to every week because we do this every Tuesday no matter where we are in the world, I think right. it would be awesome to have one of us take a minute or two and introduce the masses to maybe a song or a group that we don't know that well and be able to say hey you know what this week i'm going to give you guys the spiders or spider actually they're a group that's not the it's just spider spiders a new york group oh no no it's the Uh, spiders (laughs) (laughs) um but spider's big thing was their drummer went on to be really famous (laughs) this guy anton fig who he played did, with, with, Lee, with David Letterman. Letterman. Yeah. But they had yeah. a couple of really cool poppy songs that came out back in 1980. Yeah. But the thing is this, if somebody then goes to YouTube and looks them up, they're liable to trip over something else. Mm-hmm. This new yeah. music can open up to them. So maybe every show, one of us could just, every you know, we do Brian, then Howie, then me, Brian, Howie, right. me. And we just come up with like a song or a group that maybe the audience wouldn't know. If you Moon can do it Martin. for a minute, I'm on board. Yeah, we'll just do it if for you, a one minute. minute on the clock, Jay. You have yeah, one yeah. minute. <laughs> no, I don't clock. And you know, maybe along the journey, they'll discover some of that. You know, the Metallica. Well, if the, Metallica the poison was brought up, the or, poison. <laughs> but see, I would talk about the Angel Witch, the Def Leppard. Metallica was very into. <laughs> yeah, you know, we could do the Aerosmith. I don't the know the Aerosmith. Yeah. Uh, 
Eagles. There is a band called The The. It exists. And, there is. So, and by the way, speaking of the, Jay, if you don't know what it's the, my the, does the, the coolest the. version of I Saw the Light. If you've never heard it, please awesome. listen to it. You'll really? love it. You have to. I saw the light by Todd Rundgren. No, 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 the, no. The, the the Hank Williams. I saw the light. Oh, but I'm wondering if Todd's is a cover of Hank Williams. Then no, it is not. We'll we'll do this after the show. Anyway, we got to go, guys. It's been an hour. We'll see you next year. Happy New Year, everybody. Stay well. You'll stay see safe. us next year because this video is not going up until sometime yeah. in 2022. Oh, actually, no, because of the dates. Happy Flag Day. Happy yeah, Flag. Happy day. Happy Flag Day. Happy Arbor Day. We'll see you.